Hi, this is Eric Ludi for the Daily Thunder Podcast. If you are enjoying these messages and want to take these truths even deeper, I invite you to join us in Windsor, Colorado at Ellerslie for one of our upcoming five-week or week-long discipleship training programs. Ellerslie's discipleship training has been designed to ignite your spiritual fire and to give you the tools for a Christianity that really works. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome back to Daily Thunder, and we are in the midst of our mini-series on impacting others for eternity. So I hope you've picked up on some practical biblical truths that will help you become more proactive in reaching others with the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ and fulfilling the Great Commission right where you're at today. In this session, I would like to talk about how you can share truth and not trends when you're ministering to people, when you're seeking to speak truth into people's lives, because it is very easy to fall into this pattern of sharing what people want to hear rather than really what they need to hear. And a lot of times that happens because we've just heard a lot of trendy messages in the church and we don't understand how to really go to the Word of God and speak truth, or it might happen because of social pressure or insecurity. I remember one time speaking to a group of women on living a sold-out, radically devoted life to Jesus Christ and really coming away from the distractions of this culture and building our lives around him. And during one of the breaks, one of the leaders of this women's group came up to me and said that she felt like what I was saying was too extreme and that we needed to blend in with the world and make them feel comfortable in, in order to reach them with the gospel. But that's actually not a biblical concept. If you go to scripture, you recognize that it's not blending in with the world and participating in all the same things that the culture does that is going to allow us to speak truth into people's lives. It's when we are separate from the world and the world looks at our lives and they see that we have something better to live for, something that we are focused on that is far beyond the earthly distractions around us, something that is even worth dying for. That's what's really going to make a difference when people look at our lives. And we need to understand this key truth. Being set apart for Christ is not a hindrance to our Christian witness. Being set apart for him is our Christian witness. So as you seek to minister to others and point them to Jesus Christ and speak truth into their lives, don't shy away from living boldly for Jesus, being set apart for him, not feeling like you need to blend in with the world and the culture in order to appease everyone. It's actually your set apartness that will cause them to, to take notice and say, what does he or she have that I need in my own life? There is such a temptation to become like the world or like non-believers in order to reach them. But when we walk that straight and narrow path, when we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, when our lives look different, not out of legalism, but because of our passionate love for Jesus Christ, we will make an impact without even opening our mouth. As St. Francis of Assisi says, preach Christ at all times, and if necessary, use words. There is a temptation in modern Christianity to become more culturally sensitive and more culturally relevant. A lot of megachurches are going in this direction. But remember this, non-Christians aren't rejecting Christianity because we aren't enough like the culture. It's because we're too much like the culture. You see this in churches all the time where they bring in a lot of cultural things to try to draw people, but people don't need more of that. They've got plenty of bells and whistles from the culture if they just click on their phones or turn on their computers or walk out in the world. They've got all the 
concerts and the lights and the Xboxes and all the distractions that they could want? Why do they need more of that when they come to church? All too often as Christians, there's nothing different about our lives, nothing that proves we've found something better to live for than temporary pleasure, and nothing that says we found something worth dying for. Remember, non-believers will only be drawn to Christianity when they see something real and powerful and far beyond what pop culture could ever offer. I mentioned in an earlier episode the scripture where Jesus says, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Be sure your life is lifting high the name of Jesus, and that's what they see when they look at your life, not just someone who's trying to be culturally relevant and blend in to try to somehow slip some truth in. Let's look at a few common pitfalls that we often fall into when we attempt to share trends rather than undiluted truth. And then let's look at what the truth is for the the biblical answer is to some of these common pitfalls. The first one is telling people what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. Amy Carmichael said, if I blunt the edge of truth, speaking not right things, but smooth things, then I know nothing of Calvary love. How often do we fall into that pattern of not necessarily speaking what's right, but just speaking what's smooth, what will make everybody happy? And as the cultural pressure gets more intense, a lot of us have fallen into that temptation. Here is the reality, though. Feel-good messages that just make everyone happy, that never challenge anyone, that is only going to leave somebody in a state of hopelessness. Coming face-to-face with their sin and their need for Jesus Christ is the only thing that will really give them hope and set them free. Here's the principle. While we should never compromise or dilute God's truth, we can communicate it in a loving, gracious, and God-honoring way. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, one of the best ways to do this is to share your own story or talk about how God has personally worked in your own life to set you free from the controlling power of sin. Another way you can do this is asking really pointed questions rather than just talking at them or preaching at them. So questions like this, do you have a desire to know God? Or what do you think might be hindering your walk with God? Really genuine, loving, but direct questions can really open up those kind of conversations. So you can speak what people need to hear, not just what they want to hear, and you can do it in a gracious, Christ-honoring way. That is a very powerful way to witness to souls. Another pitfall is to believe that the best way to reach people with truth is to pad it with shallow, meaningless entertainment and frivolity. This is the classic youth group approach where we try to bring truth, but we also have rock concerts and skits and pizza parties and movies, and we just kind of cloak that truth in a lot of entertainment. When Eric and I were traveling and speaking, I remember one specific situation where they put a rock concert, a 30-minute rock concert, in the middle of our three-hour presentation because they didn't think the kids would sit through just truth. They wanted to just jazz it up with a whole bunch of entertainment. What was really interesting is that the rock concert just didn't do anything. The kids wandered out and just kind of got distracted. But when we got back in there and we were just speaking truth, we weren't trying to entertain them, they were glued. And and some of them didn't even want to leave when it was over. That's oftentimes what you'll see is when you remove those distractions and you just get back to the truth, people's hearts can really respond. So here's the reality. When it comes to sharing truth, most shallow, meaningless entertainment merely distracts them from coming to grips with what their soul really needs, which is brokenness over sin and a powerful life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. We can't forget, they are in a life or death battle for eternity, and we need to take this battle seriously. Leonard Ravenhill, in one of his interviews, talked about how he was at a church one Sunday, and they made an altar call, and they 
they were trying to lead people to Christ in like this four-minute period of time. It's like, come up, say a sinner's prayer, pray for them, and then they're done. And it took less than four minutes. And then that night, he watched this show on TV where they showed a giraffe being born, and it took four hours. And he said, how can a giraffe be born, and that takes four hours, but yet a soul be born again and only takes four minutes? There is, there is really a battle and a process that we need to walk people through of speaking truth, of helping them understand that important exchange coming from death into life. So don't just couch truth with a whole bunch of fluff and entertainment. Recognize that even those that maybe seem like they want that are actually hungry for undiluted truth. Another pitfall is that we think a good strategy is to make following Jesus seem desirable, trendy, and cool, and personally beneficial. But here's the reality. When we try to make Christianity hip, trendy, fun, and cool, we rob people of what the gospel really is. Following Christ will never be popular in this world. Walking the narrow way of the cross is not going to be easy or comfortable. They need to understand what they're signing up for when they choose to follow Christ. It's like that story of the man who who inspired the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. He was an Indian man. His village was against him. The chief of the village was so frustrated that he gave his life to Christ. It was a threat to their whole religion, and he brought this man and his family, and he said, we are going to kill your family in front of you if you don't renounce your faith. And he said, I have decided to follow Jesus. There is no turning back. So he, one by one, saw his family shot in front of him and finally got back down to him, and they said, you've seen your whole family killed. You must renounce your faith, or now you're going to die. And he kept saying, I have decided to follow Jesus. There is no turning back. Now that man, when he was killed, the whole village was so inspired by his faith, by his love for Jesus Christ, that they all became Christians. It was like revival broke out because of that bold stand for Jesus. But that man knew what it meant to be a Christian. He was not converted by someone who just said, hey, pray a sinner's prayer and, and your life will be better if you become a Christian. He, he counted the cost when he came into the kingdom. And we need to do the same and we need to lead others to do the same. So it is important to explain as, as sort of a caveat to this principle that even though the Christian life is not going to be easy, it does bring the truest fulfillment that they could ever find. It's not a fulfillment that's based on the world's value system. It's a fulfillment that will last through every storm that life may bring. It's a fulfillment that continues even if they are in a prison cell, but it does come at a price, giving up everything, following Jesus, and choosing the scorn of the world. It's important to help new believers understand that they're not going to have an easy life when they follow Jesus, but they will have the most fulfilling life that is in existence because their life is right with God. They're, they are aiming towards eternity. One of the things that has helped me so much through the years in speaking truth into people's lives is to recognize that no matter what someone's unique struggles might be, there is always an answer in the Word of God. I was in so many counseling situations when Eric and I were traveling and speaking where someone would come to me with something that I had never struggled with, I had never experienced, and I kept thinking, well, how can I really speak truth into this person's life? But then I began to recognize there is always an answer in the Word of God. So even if I don't have an answer, I can search the Word of God with them. I can say to them, I don't know what the what God's answer is for your specific situation, but let's go to the Word to God, of God together because there is always a solution there. And every time we would do that, we would find a principle, we would find a promise that would specifically apply to that person's situation. 
I would encourage you this week to think about how you can respond to people when they ask you questions or encourage people with truth rather than shallow, trendy messages as you point people to Jesus Christ. Remember, as you speak his word, it will not return void. God bless. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.